Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Cool. Well, hey. hi, y'all. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Feeney Call. I'm Skyler. I'm Megan. We're talking about stuff. Yeah, some stuff. Season hey, sorry, four. I, got, I have like a... I have a weird what? energy right now just because we're recording this at a time that we like never do. So <laughs> it's kind of weird. I like went out, I went out to grab, I was trying to kind of like bring like hone in. Cause when we first started doing this, we did, we do it at e- in the evenings or when mm-hmm. like way back in the day when we were in season one, we did it in the evenings. And so I'm trying to like hone in that like old energy. So I like grabbed myself a truly and I was like, it's going to be chill. We're going to have good conversation. It's going to be quippy. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> that's, that's the vibe that I'm trying to like. I'm not trying to bring a whole lot of energy. Just the vibes. You know? You know what I'm saying, sure. man? Bro. Just the vibe. I get just, it. Just the vibe. If you listen, this one's just going to be a little more of a vibe. Because, you know, I'm coming off of, I got home from work mm-hmm. 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, whatever it is, where I was, you know, running around with a six-year-old and a three-year-old all day. So, my evenings are pretty low key at this point. Beyond <laughs> beyond the fact that I'm tired from work, there's also nothing I'm allowed to do in the city. So <laughs> Yep. Checks out. Uh, Checks out. So it's it's a strange energy. Um, yeah. but it's gonna be fine. I'm sorry I interrupted. You go ahead and tell people what we're talking about. <laughs> we are talking about Boy Meets World. It is season four, episode fifteen, and the episode title is Chick Like Me. Think you probably know it if you've seen the show in its entirety. It's a pretty popular one. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Oh my God, I have to do a recap, don't I? Oh, well, no. you got you have fun fact. Fun fact. Let's see, this is what I'm I, talking about. Wrong time of day, I, wrong energy. We're figuring it out. You do I know, but I also couldn't, I couldn't find a fun fact for this episode. I couldn't find one. Disappointment. I have a fun I fact. Know. Do you really? Okay, good. I mean, Kind of. It's a fun observation. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so like besides, <laughs> besides the obvious here in that like they directly reference the the book Black Like Me and yes. and the the inspiration for this and and such. You know that obviously is that's you know we can't rob that for the fun fact. But my fun observation is when Corey raises his hand in class and says, "Wouldn't it have been easier just to ask a black person what it was like <sighs> to be black in America?" Uh, so first off, this classroom has two black students in it that you can see I on camera. Exactly what you're and gonna say. And I'm so Corey, happy. There is a black teenage boy who looks at him and just shakes his head and puts it down like this motherfucker is out yes. here. This yes. privileged ass little white boy saying, "Couldn't you just ask?" And just the yes. way he, the way this kid, he's sitting behind Corey and to the side. And he just shakes his head and looks down like, fuck. <laughs> it's so true. I'm it so was, glad that you saw that too. Oh, yeah. It was really, really funny. I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. I hope that they didn't even know one directed this kid. I hope he was just here on set that day and was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they had panned out so we could have seen the girl in the front row as well yes. and seen her reaction. I know. I know, I so damn, funny. but that's my fun observation, I guess, is I'm for, so for the real, real meat of this episode, tune in to Behind Corey when he asks the dumbest question he asks in the whole series. Yes, 
I know they needed it for the laughs, but I was just I I laughed not at the question but at the reaction. Who needs to ask a black so person? Shaking head, this motherfucker. I, can't. <laughs> I know. Oh, funny stuff. I otherwise don't have necessarily any any fun. I, I looked so trivia. hard. I looked so hard and I couldn't find anything. So I'm sorry I dropped the ball this week, but I'm glad that you made that observation because I. Also made that observation and put it in my notes. So. All right. We're on the recap. Ugh, okay. 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 You can do it. Okay. Three, two, one. Corey and Sean are uh, talking about um, Corey's article that he wrote for the paper. Sean says you should write about something more meaningful. They see the girls who are talking about bad dates that they've been on. So one of them says that she just got off this date with this guy who was trying to push uh, the envelope when it came to physical things, and she didn't want that in a date. They get in a debate about what guys and girls want in a debate or in a date. And so then Corey decides to dress up as a girl. He looks hideous. So Sean does it. He goes on a date with this guy. This guy was an asshole. Uh, And so he learns his lesson. And also Eric is trying to teach Lonnie how to date. That was pretty close. I think yeah. I got I spent a, you spent a little too much time in the beginning. Um, I know. That's why I tried to hurry up at the end. <laughs> I got too caught up but, in the beginning details. Yeah. You know what happens in this one. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows. You've seen one. it. If you haven't, go watch it. We'll wait. <laughs> Pause this and go watch. and Or we just have a giant 21-minute gap in the middle of this episode where we just are sitting and waiting. Amazing. It'll be a tw- it's, we're going to do it in real time. We'll wait. Don't worry. Yeah. What anyway, I learned it, it's it's one of those where I was, it, it kind of goes back to the old adage of like walking a mile in someone else's shoes, but also, which is a lesson I feel like I talk about all the time with this show, but communication is just so key to understanding other people specifically when it comes to a dating situation. So it's it's like Sean had to walk a mile in another person's heels because he couldn't, there was no, there was a communication breach with him and his dates um, the, that just wasn't coming through. Communication meaning verbal and nonverbal. I would say primarily nonverbal in this situation because it's just something is not getting through to Sean or to the men or the, the boys of this high school that these girls keep going out with. And so communication is just so key to understanding other people on so many levels. Yeah, I mean, I guess empathy is the thing that our heroes learn in this episode. Yeah. Um, part of me wants to like sigh and be like, ugh, sad that took him this long. But at the same time, I, I guess they're 15. Mm-hmm. It's- if you can be an empathetic 15 year old, then like rock on, you know? And it's one of those things you for how long it took you to get there. Yeah. It's also a situation of example where I feel like Corey is, is dating has been dating Topanga and has pretty much, I mean, he's had some other dates, but exclusively has been dating Topanga and has always been very respectful um, for the most part, as far as physically respectful until, until the episode that we just crossed um, with the whole bed and grape situation. But up until that point, like it's, it's not like he had any guidance from his parents because they just knew like, Oh, Topanga's a good girl. She's not, she's gonna, she has her head on her shoulders and she wears the pants in the relationship. So it's, 
it, there's no issue there. And then, of course, Sean's parents are absent. So, of course, he's not learning these lessons from his family. So it's kind of like, of course, they don't understand these lessons. They look at the examples that they have or lack thereof because I guess the Matthews just don't think that it's relevant at all because they haven't really crossed this bridge with Corey. And, uh, and Corey's other example, of course, is Eric, which is a whole issue in itself. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I haven't, it's been a while since I've watched this episode. I've, and, and, you know, I know it and it sticks out in my mind. I kept on like, I, I was riding such a roller coaster with this mm-hmm. episode the whole time. And in that, I was like, I'm, I guess I'm thankful for the empathetic lessons our young, dumb, idiots are learning here <laughs> and there is some good comedy here but mm-hmm. then like th- it's such a whiplash from like oh solid joke to oh transphobic joke to oh solid joke like it's just and i get it you know it's 2020 yeah. and this is 1997 like yeah. it's it's a tremendously different time this is the same time when like tootsie is considered top-notch yeah, you know, the 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 and and Mrs. Doubtfire, the entire the mm-hmm. guy in a dress joke is at its perhaps its peak. Yes. <laughs> uh, at at the time at which this came out, and and I think we all well, I won't say we all. I think a good majority of humans have successfully moved past the guy in a dress joke now. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched this with I watched this with my roommate who is a drag queen. Because I was like, well, Skylar and I are both cisgendered, uh, straight individuals. So I kind of wanted a different perspective. And so I watched it with my roommate, who is a drag queen. And I was like, was any of this super offensive? Were there any red flags, anything like that? And he said, not really. He was like, there are a few yikes moments, but over overarchingly not super offensive. Mm-hmm. He also said the only character that he took issue with was Alan who right alan's i don't know it's uh, the alan's entire presentation while true to character i suppose is just uh, a four minute bit on no my son's a woman yeah yeah (laughs) and and amy actually amy amy's response was like wow way to go go great good for you Um, it's so funny to me too because both her and topanga uh, when Corey is pulling out like the dresses or when he pulls out the lipstick or whatever, they're just like, okay, you can do this, but not in this. This, right, is, right. this is not for you. This, I, is not, I res- this is not working for you. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing, right? Like there were moments like that where I was like, oh, this is great. Look at that. That's actually surprising for when this came out and their support and that's rock on, cool. But then other times it was just like, ah, now, the, yeah. now, it's, now it's just a joke about it's a guy in a dress. and. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my, and like, and that's where the joke ends. <laughs> oh yeah, my roommate was so funny. Uh, Topanga comes in and he's like, "Topanga, make Corey pretty." And Ramsey was like, "Oh, is this Topanga? Topanga's his drag mom." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right." <laughs> I was like, "That's so funny." So, yeah, it's I. This is there's so many funny moments in this episode that it just and I of course it just sticks out because it is it just such a a powerful message. Uh, I, I, I just love this episode for many reasons. And I know a lot of people who do as well. But what did you learn? Did you learn? Oh, empathy, you said. Well, That's yeah, right. I, empathy and listening and, and all that good stuff. I guess I had a question for you. I'm curious to your thoughts. 
did did mm-hmm. Sean really did do you do we think he really learned something in this episode based on what we see from him for the rest of the series? I think so because I don't think there's ever a moment with I'm thinking specifically with Angela where he is pushing the envelope or making her uncomfortable or pushing her boundaries. I think Sean learns from this episode to definitely to listen, uh, listen and pay attention to nonverbal cues of when someone is uncomfortable and how to adjust to that. Because I think that's the biggest thing in this, this whole episode is just picking up on nonverbal cues. Cause it's not even, there's never, no is never said explicitly, it's said with body language and with like, well, I didn't, that's not what I meant. It's kind of beaten around the bush, but it's something that should be picked up on. It's something that's obvious to us as a viewer, but not to obviously the guy, I think his name's Gary, on the date. I think he learns something in that respect where he is able to effectively now pick up on these nonverbal cues from women and I can't think of a, an example where he fails to do this sure later. yeah I get that yeah I think it's such an interesting episode in that like it's simultaneously a pretty progressive episode in that it's taking a pretty pretty firm position against sexual harassment and assault and unwanted sexual advances yeah uh and and then like again with the flip side of like the whole guy in a dress joke, um, it just like it it for when it came out very progressive episode. Yes, well, especially since there are a lot of moments where, especially with Corey when he's carrying his books and he's like, "Well, look how pretty he is" and stuff like that. Those are those are moments when I feel like it's not. I don't know. It's not so much it's it's bigger than that like and they don't they don't use these as calling Corey out or shaming Corey or even even shaming Sean I mean even when Feeney like kind of gives him an aside and is like if you if my my door is open if you ever <laughs> need, need to need talk to like that's such a good, good moment yes that it's not I don't want to know or like I like Alan how he's like I don't want to know I don't want to hear about it like right. Alan supported like, don't ask don't tell yeah he's like if you want to talk like my door's always open Topanga's oh Topanga's so just so good this entire episode she, she is one episode. of a kind she's the rock star I mean I think she we is. just tipped our hand a little bit but I did uh, uh yeah come on it's a given it's okay what are you what about the b plot or yeah, with that. So the B plot is very interesting to me. On I feel multiple ways about it. In that I agree that Lonnie does come on very strong in certain instances. It also feels like she's not really picking up on a lot of nonverbal cues because, like, who really wants to go eel grabbing? That just doesn't even. I don't. Okay, but I think that. I don't think she obviously shouldn't change who she is it by any stretch of the mind. Like she is a great, she is so fun and adventurous and exciting and I love Lonnie. And so I don't think she should change who she is at all, but I definitely understand where Eric's coming from when he's like, okay, but you can't, that's not, you can't present that immediately because that's, 
I don't, I don't know because part, because I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to flip it and see like, okay, so if it were, if it were opposite and Lonnie were a guy and he came over and was like, we're going to go eel grab and we're going to do all this stuff. I would still be like, okay, no, 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 that's a lot. You're a lot. So I feel like I can say these things because in the reverse position, I would also be the same way where I'd be like, no, that's your lot of things. And you need to relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point. Is that if? <laughs> yeah, Ducky. Yeah, buddy. I think that. Well, he certainly feels a way about it. He he agrees. <laughs> he completely agrees. Um, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it for me necessarily. But then, yes, when I think about it and I flip it, I'm like, well, okay. If Lonnie were a dude and this guy wanted to buy the tent was a woman, and and he, male version of Lonnie is advancing on this woman in this way. Then am I gonna? Then am I gonna be like, oh, back, back the fuck off? <laughs> yeah. And the answer is yes, I am gonna go yes. back the fuck off, right? Okay. Um, yeah. And so it's it's definitely fractured remains of of a patriarchy uh, mm-hmm. that that leaves us to review it in a different lens, but and you know, in a power dynamic thing, of course, that lends itself to being like, oh, but with Lonnie, it's different because there's a girl and he's a guy, and there's all these things and. Mm-hmm so complicated but at the same time we just want people to respect people and it's true yeah. particularly their physical boundaries <laughs> yes it's not as pertinent in the Lonnie situation because she didn't cross any real physical boundaries except for maybe like kind of giving him a jab in the arm but she does do it later when she's looking for Eric's tag in a shirt and obviously Eric's into her. So it's, it's a different story because he doesn't really mind, but in, in a normal date situation that would yes, be very forward. So it it begs very similar advances to, to the pool. Let me teach you thing, except difference being that she is maybe a bit more innocent in that approach. And Eric is more into it than of course than the reverse of that. Yeah. And I think there's also, this sounds horrible, but there's also the, the extra layer of if I'm on a date with a guy, I'm a pretty average size person. Lonnie looks pretty average size, if not smaller than me, because she, she might be taller than I am, but she's definitely tinier than I am. And so in the event that she's on that date and she is she is pushing that envelope. The guy is going to take those signals that she's given him. He's going to skew it and she might get herself into trouble if he is, he thinks that she's trying to get into something that she's not actually trying to get into. And so I think that the only difference between like the girl asking the guy out and the guy asking the girl out is like in Sean's situation, he, he might feel more powerless because he, the she well Sean shouldn't feel powerless because he he obviously punched the guy out but in a situation with Lonnie she could feel powerless because he could so easily just pick her up and sh- shove her in a car and take her out to the middle of nowhere and murder her you know I got, that got so dark so fast yeah it did <laughs> it's, something, it's something which is so funny to me because this is not obviously something that guys think about on a normal basis but this is something that like that uh, at least for me in my as a female this is something that I think about all the time anytime when like back when I was still single and and even like attempting to go out on dates I was like okay I have to really make sure that I know who this person is before I go out with them otherwise I could end up in a ditch somewhere like you never know and you kind of feel 
way more vulnerable on a first date. I, I can't speak for everyone, but and you know. I I understand what you're saying. I won't say I understand that experience because I <laughs> <laughs> won't have it. Uh, yeah. So there's just an added level. I think there's an added level that Sean won't and will never understand that is similar to that. But I also think that that's not necessarily what they were getting at in this episode, but that is something to be considered in the grand scheme of the lesson of this episode. You know? Sure. I get that. Okay. This is going to get broad and abstract for a second. So the only reason like homo sapiens have evolved to be this this ape that we are that coordinates and makes podcasts and other shit like that. Right. Is because we all developed this, I, this like ability to believe in shared fictions, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like shared abstract ideas. Um, whereas like no other, no other animals really show the same kind of like, belief in abstracts mm-hmm. all right like it has it, it is a physical thing or it's not real right yes. um and so the ideas of currency and trust and things like that are chief reasons to why we are the the ape that took over and so it's it's integral to healthy society that we like have a effective standard of trust all right i'm not gonna say a standard of behavior uh but i mean like some standard of behavior like we we can all every reasonable human on the planet can agree that like murdering someone isn't cool right (laughs) Um, (laughs) at least i would hope so it's a low bar but we have a bar (laughs) that we agree upon and so when you engage with like it and that that bar is what allows us to engage with strangers because otherwise right an ape from one part of africa and an ape from another part of africa are not going to like just be able to get along upon meeting each other for the first time there will be mistrust in that all right because yes animals don't work well with strangers basically is the idea (laughs) so it's imperative to a healthy lifestyle that you engage in this sort of trust in other homo sapiens which is why it's all the more traumatizing and, and horrendous when someone so strongly like betrays that basic trust in other sapiens i'm not saying you need to trust them with any secrets or information but like just trusting that this person is either going to accept your money in exchange for goods or process your request or at the bare minimum not kill you Yes. <laughs> for your things, then like, you know, like those basic trusts are what allow us to do this, this big life thing we're doing. Sure. <laughs> Which then sucks when, when enough motherfuckers keep crossing that line that we have this innate mistrust now where it's like, well, I'm going to go out on this date with this stranger. Yep. Sure hope they don't kill me. And yep. like, as opposed to it not just you know, in the ideal sense, that wouldn't be a thought. You would be like, okay, great, stranger date. Cool, it's going fine. That wouldn't right. be like, please don't kill me in the back of yep. your mind the whole time. <laughs> That's ideal, yes. Uh, yeah. So if everyone could just get on board with the fact yeah. that like, murdering someone else is not a great thing to no. do. <laughs> no. I'm not asking don't everyone else to it. get along in every other respect, but if we could just yeah. agree to not kill people that's cool <laughs> that feels like the bare minimum like really, we can all i think we can all agree really low bar it's just not, all right? <laughs> yeah 
It's pretty easy. I do it every day. It's amazing. Yeah. Every day I so, don't murder something. And let me tell you, it takes like 0% effort. Oh my like, God. It's, it's honestly, like, I had to put like the things that take the least effort in my life. It's probably like breathing. Yes. Not, not murdering, murdering someone. <laughs> no, that's not to say that it's not a higher percentage for other people. Because honestly, some people have a really hard time not killing all the idiots in the world. And I like, I, I understand, I can empathize with that. But at the same time, <laughs> It, it takes less effort to just not, to I just have, not. It I, takes less effort. You know, I haven't killed someone, but I have to assume that it is more strenuous than not killing someone. It just, it's, <laughs> you can only imagine. And honestly, the fallout is not great. Like, it doesn't sound like a good time. I have so much work afterwards. Oh my, oh, the paperwork. The cleanup. Yeah. Yeah. The lawyers, you got to hire a good one. I just, it's not worth it. Right, like if you're going to try to get away with it or if you're just going to go and do time for it, like right, what's, right. or both sounds you could have just not killed someone. Or you know what's so much easier? Yeah, just not, just don't, just don't do that. Deciding and, that you don't want to go on a date with that person again is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> took a, <laughs> I took a big sip. Of my truly before you said that, and I almost spit it all over my mouth. I'm glad that I didn't. No, spit takes her money. <laughs> oh my god, not when it wrecks my beautiful microphone. Okay, so I mean, Gary's Gary's garbage, obviously. We know oh. like, that Gary's an asshole, and Gary probably went to jail. Um, the worst moment is when he's like, no one respects women as much as me. I'm oh, like, he, he said, no, no one expects women as much as me, and I was like, woof. That is textbook douchebag. If you have to, if, if you ever find yourself in a position where you have to say to someone that nobody respects women as much as you, you can confidently follow that up with, Oh, I don't, I guess. (laughs) All right. Like if you find yourself needing to defend that position, then the answer is you do not. Yep. All right. Cause if you do, you'd never really find yourself having to defend it. Because you just do it. Yep. It's so true. It's... You know how often you don't have to defend that you murdered someone? If you don't murder them, Listen, you usually uh, don't have to defend insane. that you didn't. You want to put in the bare minimum effort in life? Don't do bad things. Like, seriously, <laughs> the bare minimum. Just uh, seriously. Oh, you guys. You guys. I'm, I'm just bad. saying. If you have ever woken up, found yourself accused of some shit. Mm-hmm. And you have to get out and say, nobody respects women as much as I do. You probably don't respect women. You know, especially if most of those things are coming from women. You know, I think the reason that I was so kind of triggered by that is because, you know, who said that before? Hmm. Donald Trump. That really, oh, that bothered me. Yes, that is a, that is almost a direct quote from him. Nope. Absolutely not. I mean, this was in '97, and I don't know, but like, I yes, that is a that is a real, real thing. You know, what's fun. This is I was skimming through this book today. It's a new, newish. I don't know when this came out exactly, but Pete Souza, the photographer, he was the official White House photographer for all of Obama's eight years. Yeah, yeah. Has a book. It's called Shade, in which it is side by side pages, where one page is either a news article or a tweet from Trump and the other page is a photo he took of the Obama administration with a caption throwing shade on the thing from the other page. Oh. 
it's very cathartic. And I was skimming through it today. It's at the, the house that I work at. No, I was nannying. They had it out on the coffee Amazing. table. And I said, Ooh, let me skim through this. This is delightful. I guess it, and then so it, it originated because Pete Souza posted a photo on his Instagram of mm-hmm. Obama in the Oval Office and said, like, personally, I like the old shades better. And I guess mm-hmm. in this picture, it was, or the old, the old drapes better. And it was a picture of Obama and they're like the red drapes in the Oval Office. And Trump had recently. Aww made a big show of like decorating the Oval Office and a bunch of gold. Um, and after that, everyone started like liking it and commenting on it and picking it up and being like, damn, Pete Sue's out here throwing shade. And he talks about how he had to learn what that meant. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then just continued to do it apparently. And now he's put it all into a nice little book of side-by-side comparisons. And it's a blast. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, a little oh. sidebar. <laughs> But yeah, he's, he's the worst. I would love to make a uh, comment about Sean's eyebrows throughout this entire thing. The episode starts and they are just fire. And then we find, obviously we find out it's because he's the one who is dressing up. But from the get-go, you, the episode starts, <laughs> he is still in boy and he he has the eyebrows, man. Those, those mm-hmm. are plucked to perfection. <laughs> I, I, tell I can say I didn't notice, but really? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, that was like one of the first things that I noticed. That's so funny. Wow. That is funny. When he showed up for the first time and he like turns the corner, he's in his little skirt and his little turtleneck or whatever. Mm-hmm. My roommate was just like, oh, that is a woman. <laughs> like, yes. You know what? looks good. That scene pissed me off for a second because if you look in the background after they come around the corner, some fucking creep throws his head out from behind the corner and is just like staring at Sean's butt. And I was and like with the grossest face on too. Just like the the, like the textbook photographic definition of ogling. And I was like, oh, oh God. Probably Gary's best friend. Teenage boys are the worst. Yeah, they are. They really are. Yeah. Well, my favorite is my favorite is I have to walk by my building manager's uh, office to get to the gym. And he all like his door is always open. Truly, Mm -hmm. if he is in the office, his door is open. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my favorite is when I walk to the gym or back from the gym and I can hear him having a conversation. And then all of a sudden he pauses Uh, as I'm walking by and then continues uh, the conversation after I have crossed the uh, the doorway. Yeah, that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, nobody respects women more than him, okay? (laughs) Oh, clearly. (laughs) We could sit here and throw around things he's going to say all day if we brought this up, right? Like, well, why do you dress like that? I'm going to the gym. Ah, you know. Oh, that that was another thing that that stuck out to me in this episode is she said something about, like, he knowing the game or, oh. Oh, oh yeah, have, yeah. I have Sean one, I, I have I one short comment game. after this, but yeah, and he's like, clearly from the way you're dressed, and I was, right. she goes, I'm, I was just trying to look nice, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, thanks, actually, that, that, thank you, like you just want to look nice, you don't want right. to, that's not, anyway, I appreciated that line a lot, well, and good. I appreciated the line. delivery as well. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that drives me crazy, and this is recent, this is a recent thing for me, because there's a fine line between like uh, just a someone, a man explaining what is going on and mansplaining. Mm-hmm. There, obviously, there's a difference between these two. But I think one of the things that bothers me about how men speak to women is they go into a conversation automatically assuming that you don't know what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. what I mean by this is if 
in the event that I were to be learning foosball for the first time, or I were to be on a date and we were to go up to a foosball table, it's not, oh, have you played this before? Do you know how to play? It's okay. So here's what you do. It's not, it's never, have you played this before? or Do you know how to play? It's always like, I assume that you as a woman do not know what you're talking about or have not Mm -hmm. done this thing before. And so I am going to tell you, even if it's unnecessary. And so Mm -hmm. like, oh, you mean like this? And then scores a goal and is like, yeah, so shut up, dude. And just let me play. And Mm -hmm. I've experienced this so many times in my life where, where guys try to men just explain things to me that I already know. And I'm like, you didn't need to do that. All you had to ask me was if I already knew how to do it. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, that's, if you're a man listening to this, please just ask, ask first, ask, do you know how to do this? And if the answer is yes, then just leave them alone. And then if you continue to explain after they've said yes, that is mansplaining. Or better yet, when it comes to something as widely known and benign as foosball, just assume that the human being you're in the company of has probably fucking played. And if they haven't, can probably figure it out. Yep. It's pretty straightforward. That That's what pissed me off the most. I was like, if this had been pool, I think yeah. I would. I'm not going to say I would understand what he does. But it's more complicated. It's yeah. I mean, like. I, I will accept that there's a teenager out there who doesn't know how to shoot or understand the rules of pool. That's mm-hmm. fine. But like foosball, yeah. you're an American teenager. It, you listens. know how it works. Yep. <laughs> okay, and like. there's also, there's a level of like within that, that same kind of line of thought, start playing and then it's almost like just initiate a game and then if the other person is like oh I don't know how to play can you explain this to me or even like I just watched an episode of the sweet life of Zach and Cody where they're going mini golfing and she's like oh how did you do that could you show me and that is the signal that is the signal you can come over you can put your arms around me so like that's the signal yeah I was just I was like who who goes into this like that like there's all okay, and I and I, I understand that it's that he has no interest in playing foosball. It is exclusively such that he can he can touch her, and yes. and that is obviously 100% indicative of his behavior. But at the same time, I was like, man, what a, yeah, what an asshole! I know that's what they want me to think. I couldn't th- I couldn't stop myself from being like, if I want to date, I've been in this position where like been out with someone, and there's like a foosball table or some other very standard American bar game. And which would be like, hey, do you want to play? And the person I'm with says, oh, yeah, sure. And then, like, we just go and start playing. Or if I if one person says, hey, do you want to play? And the other person usually will respond with, like, oh, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. They usually yep. won't respond with, like, yeah, sure, if they're not sure how to play. <laughs> yeah, yep. They will usually exactly. include that information from the get-go. I generally assume that people, if I know how to play the thing, then the person I'm with probably does because I'm not that exceptional. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a a huge sidebar, but I just figured I'd mention it because like that's something that bothered me and that's something that I've experienced in real life. Yeah, she knows how to play foosball, guys. Okay. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. (sighs) I mean, yeah, the whole episode was like, Gary's an asshole and... I want him, you know, I want to imagine that Gary went to prison, but he probably didn't is the thing. No, no, he's white. Why? Yeah, why? He's, he's, he's an affluent white boy yeah. who 
maybe paid a fine at worst. But. Well, and that's the other thing is he kind of starts gaslighting Sean a little bit in the middle, mm-hmm. or I should say Veronica. He kind of starts gaslighting Veronica a little bit because he says like, oh, I, I didn't know I was trying to like, I was just trying and like, I'm sorry. That wasn't me. And I'm like, oh, shut up. And what's worse is I'm convinced that Gary believes the words he's saying. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't think that he is, let's see, he doesn't realize that his behavior is manipulative and gaslighting. No. But that is in his mind exactly the thing. Like, Mm -hmm. that is how to address the situation. That's the only possible correct way to do it, too. And it couldn't, and it's not that he is like, I can manipulate the situation. It's just that's how I do this situation. Mm -hmm. So I believe that he doesn't realize he's a manipulative gaslighting piece of shit (laughs) it's honestly (laughs) probably uh, his environment it's the guys that he spends time with it's maybe an older brother it's maybe a father situation like i'm sure that this is behavior that has been taught to him gary Gary gets everything he wants no one ever tells him no his parents aren't around much he throws weekend parties where they raid his parents liquor cabinet and fill up the (laughs) vodka bottles with water afterwards so it looks like nothing is missing he's on the swim team they all like to slap dick in the locker room and talk about who's kissed too lately and and then they all lie about how far they went with somebody and ruin a girl's reputation every monday morning oh yeah all right, I know who Gary is. Okay, <laughs> we all know a Gary. We all know Gary, and that's what sucks. Yep, it's true. Wow, I really hope his name is Gary. That was a guess for me at the beginning of the episode, and uh, everyone's going to be laughing at us if that's not okay. It's his name. It's his. It's cool. Gary. It's Gary. Sure. It was Gary. I was. Yeah. All right. So you know what, everyone, go punch Gary in your life. Yeah. No, I shouldn't advocate for violence. Go tell the Gary and your life <laughs> that they're a manipulative, gaslighting piece of shit and should think about their life and their choices. And if they refuse to do so and continue to be a manipulative, gaslighting piece of shit and yeah. force themselves on someone, then punch them in the face. Correct. Yes. My, I, I would say at first I felt that, that Veronica was doing a good job of not not being too forceful with with Gary when he was touching her knee, when he had his arm around her, that kind of thing. She was very much like, she was saying no with her body language, but he wasn't picking up on it. There was a moment, though, where I was like, if you really are uncomfortable, if you as a listener are in this situation, you are truly uncomfortable, you cannot be afraid to say no. Just say no. Like, <laughs> two drugs. But also, <laughs> but also, yeah, just... As as the girls from MFM say, fuck politeness, say no, get out of that situation if it's bad. If the guy hears the no and respects the no, then if you feel comfortable enough to stay on that date, fine. But mm-hmm. if he doesn't respect that no, you feel free to peace out of there. You know, so. it's funny. Today, when I was at work, the three-year-old that I, that I nanny, she was eating a snack. And I walked by. And just kind of tassel, tasseled her hair for a second, mm-hmm. uh, as I am one to do sometimes. And she goes, hey, you're not supposed to touch someone else's body without permission. And I was like, you're right, Coco. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was wrong. And she kind of laughs, and she was like, it's okay. I tell that to my teachers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> which, which is very true. We've actually we've had issues where 
uh, she's in preschool, pre-K. Yeah. And there have been times where she has a really healthy sense of self, but not exactly how it relates in the larger picture of, of like authority. And sure. so they nap at school. And she sometimes yeah. has a lot of trouble getting up from nap when it is time to do so. And her teachers will have to really try to like prod her along to get up I and get and go about the rest of the day, right? Except again, with her like super healthy sense of self, if she like will yell at them like, you're not respecting my choices. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I said no, and you have to respect that. <laughs> and so then like her mom and I have talked about it and it's been like, yeah, you know, we're playing the long game. It's playing the long game. This is so that <laughs> when she gets older, she is just like a real good at telling people to not touch her body if she doesn't want them to. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And it's true. One day she's going to be, re- I mean, she's already really good at it. <laughs> um, and one day she might be in this situation and she can say no and be confident in her choices and not, and not crumble under pressure. Like a lot of, yeah. you know, uh, I know a lot of people who would crumble under pressure. I would probably sure. crumble under pressure in this situation. I have in this situation mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but it's just, it just makes us laugh every time. It's just like, my teachers weren't respecting my choices. And I was like, well, what was your choice? And it was like, I didn't want it. They kept saying like, get up, you have to get up. And I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I hear you. Yeah. I understand it's not an appropriate response. <laughs> <laughs> but like, also, I get it. I wish I had uh, pulled that one out a couple of times when my mom tried to wake me up for school. <laughs> not respecting you need to my respect choice. My no. <laughs> I said no, and you have to respect that. It's like, okay, oh, yeah. yeah. <sighs> it's such a hard thing when you're in the, like, the grown up because you want to be like, yes, yes. but <laughs> it's learning time. Right. Oh man, who's your MVP? Obviously Topanga. Obviously Topanga. We both she already we already so, took that. She's so supportive. So supportive. She's so on board. She is yes. she She's is so like time. helpful in all of this. She's even she even comes over to like apologize for maybe being a little too harsh with Sean and then is immediately like, Oh my god, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, it's wildly just... mature in this episode. So much so being, you know, from being Cora's drag mom to, you know, being supportive and on the actual date itself going and uh, being Mm -hmm. kind of a second set of eyes from a distance other Mm -hmm. than Cora, the waitress. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's just uh, all across the board, which is kind of interesting that you say Topanga. I mean, I figured you'd say Topanga, but I also was like, he might say Feeny because Feeny no. also could get it. You could rally for Feeny in this episode, but Topanga does more. Feeny's got a, a good job. Feeny has Feeny a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Feeny has like four lines. Also, Topanga just looks so stunning in this she, episode. She does look great in this episode. Yeah. She's always, always killing it. Truly. All of her outfits so, are perfect. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. definitely Topanga. Hands oh, down. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Okay. That's all I got. You got anything else? Mm-mm. Those are all my notes. All right. Well, pretty much it. Thanks for listening, y'all. We really appreciate it. Um, tell tell the Garys in your life to wise up or fuck off. Follow us on social media at the Feeny Call and at the Feeny Call Podcast on all the places. We're excited. We're coming up right on the end of season four in just a few more episodes. We got Long Walk to Pittsburgh, parts one and two, yes. cult fiction. Yes. Uh, we're coming up. 
what do we have? Four more? Four more episodes, right? Quiz show, Uncle oh, quiz Daddy. Show, Uncle da- okay, all right, all right. A few more, a few more. But we're getting there. We're getting close. It's very exciting. Some good stuff. Some oh, big yeah. stuff. Good, good just. So thanks for sticking with us, y'all. We really appreciate it. Tell your friends mm-hmm. if you know if they're like, yeah, I like that show, but I don't want to watch the old shit. Well, we're coming up on the shit that they remember. So yeah. tell them to tune in now and to get started. And if you're joining Absolutely. us, thanks. What's up? How's it going? Good. Hi. Good. Hi. Good to see you through the. I'm so glad you could make it. Microphone. Um, I bet you're wondering why I've called you all to this meeting. <laughs> oh, boy meets world lovers. Here we mm-hmm. are. We're united. All right. Great. Class dismissed.